So far this week, we have been looking at this marvelous chapter 2 of the book of Ephesians. It's, it's wonderful, first of all, because it shows us our need for salvation. Uh, we've seen already that we have four powerful enemies that keeps us lost in our sin. And the first is that we're dead in our sin, so we have no capacity to respond to the things of God. We've seen that we are walking according to the course of this world system that is in opposition to God. We see that we're also following the devil himself, who, of course, is the great enemy of God. And then finally, we saw that we are following our own nature, just simply our own nature, which is, is uh, of flesh. And the flesh is also in defiance and rebellion against our holy God. As a result of all these things, put it all together, we are a hopeless mess, folks. There is no way that we can be saved. We are doomed for eternity because of these great enemies that we cannot defeat no matter how hard we try. And so we would be in that hopeless state if it wasn't for what we have next, starting with verse 4. And the two little words that changes everything in verse 4, but God. You are probably familiar, many of you, with the very famous sermon by Martin Lloyd-Jones in which he talks about this, these two words over and over and over, but God. Here is where we are. Here is how lost we were. Here is our hopelessness, but God. So meditate on that this, this week. Let that sink in. If it wasn't for God, uh, we would be lost and there would be no hope. What is it, though, that motivated God to rescue us, to offer us the gift of salvation? What motivated him? I want to look at those verses with you very quickly, and we'll come back to some of these next week. But you could look at them, you could observe them, and you could think about them even the, over the weekend. But God being rich in mercy. Now notice the first word, mercy. He's rich in mercy. Mercy is a word that, that speaks of compassion, of God reaching out to us in our deepest, darkest moments. So God was rich in mercy to reach out to us in compassion because of his great love with which he loved us. And so we're banking off of mercy. We move immediately to love. Of course, there are almost synonyms in some ways, but the great, the great love that he has for us. And then he adds this, even when we were dead in our transgressions. So the Lord didn't save us uh, when we were already cleaned up and ready to roll, when we were turning over new leaves and, and living a moral, righteous, good life. Uh, that wasn't who he rescued. He reached out to us in love when we were dead in our transgressions. Dead, disobedient, rebellious people he loved, he mercied, and he brought them to himself. And he says, he made us alive together with Christ. And then notice the next word, for by grace you have been saved. Now he's going to talk about grace. And he's going to mention grace several times, uh, going right up through verse 8, as being the great motivation for why he saved us. Uh, mercy speaks uh, very similar to grace, but maybe more of compassion during weak and, and hopeless moments. Grace is simply giving us what we don't deserve, a special gift from God that none of us deserve. Uh, let me read a little bit more. We'll not unpack these today, but we will next week. Even when we, were, when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together in Christ, for by grace you've been saved, verse 6, and raised us up with him. Now it's going to get even better. He's going to raise us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
What in the world is that all about? Well, give it some thought and do some cross-referencing, even in the book of Ephesians, and see what he speaks of here in being seated with him in heavenly places. In verse 7, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He's being motivated now by his kindness and the showcasing of his kindness in the ages to come. Then the verses we're more familiar with, verse 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Once again, he's back to grace. God giving us what we don't deserve. And in case we don't get it, he adds the word gift. It is a gift of God, not as a result of any works, so that no one may boast. And so he completes this particular section by explaining to us what God has done, that we might be rescued from our sin, and it's all motivated by his mercy and his love, his compassion, and his grace for you and I, even when we were dead in our sins. He's not done, though, and we'll come to this also over next week. In verse 10, we see the purpose for which he saved us, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So I've given you kind of an overview of where we'll go next week, beginning with verse 4, with but God and his rich mercy, and going right on through his purpose and the fact that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Study those verses this week, make observations, do some cross-referencing, and we will uh, unpack them and look at them much closer uh, next week. So you have not only a wonderful day in the Lord, but a wonderful weekend, and we look forward to ministering on Sunday through our live stream, and we hope you can join us for that. Thank you.